He keeps again. One on one. Tackle missed. Touchdown, Trubisky. What a night for number 10. Mitchell, welcome back to the spotlight. Everything's fine. There's no concerns here. Oh man, great Thursday night game there. Uh, I had the privilege to go to that game with Robbie. Robbie, oh, thanks yeah. for taking me. It was a good time. Uh, also You're the good luck charm. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. I might be. I don't know. Anything Wait. to neutralize Robbie. <laughs> <out. laughs> Welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. As always, it is Evan, Robbie, and Adam here to take you through the upcoming week's worth of games. Um, before we get into that, want to get you through. Uh, some news and notes, and then kind of review uh, week 14 before we move on to week 15. So with that, let's get into the news. Alright, news and notes, guys. So uh, we have a little bit of issue here. Um, This is like deja vu. Uh, Spygate 2.0. Patriots... uh, Got caught filming the Bengals sidelines uh, of all teams, the Bengals. Um, apparently, this is some film crew for the Patriots Do Your Job documentary slash show that they do. Um, I was just telling the guys, I, you know, I feel like they've done a lot worse over the years and have seen very little repercussions, so I just don't expect anything to come from this. But uh, what's your guys' take? Robbie, why don't you start us off it's just weird, uh, everything coming out about it, how they had a co- camera focused on the Bengals' sideline for a good eight minutes about, which is kind of weird. I don't, I don't know if they're filming about their scout. I'm not sure what they're doing. We got the Hotspurs and Zach Taylor. They might. Yeah. You know, maybe they wanted to add that in. Yeah, I mean, the only the only thing is, is I, I mean, they're doing this to a team that's 1-12, and Um I, I'd, I'd hate to imagine what they're doing to you know better teams. So I think they uh, the NFL is going to come down on them in a little bit. I think probably not as bad as b- before, but I think they still got to set the precedent and say that this shit can't be done. Well, whatever they did to cheat versus the Chiefs, it obviously didn't work. <laughs> Chiefs took it to him last week on the road. Uh, harassed his girlfriend and uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they tried to do. <laughs> yeah, Patriots fans got a little uh, got a little surly with. Uh, Mrs. Pat Mahomes, and uh, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. But uh, all right, guys, next up, um, want to get your guys' thoughts here. Who we think is the next coach to be fired in the NFL? Oh, good question. I'm going to leave this one to my friend Adam here. I mean, I think our our popular answer is Dan Quinn, but seems like he's turning around a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm looking... Not a lot of teams, I think, could make a move. You, I mean, you look at the Lions. I don't think they're going to fire Patricia, right? I, mean, I think he's probably yeah, got a little I, bit I too much. With, they're a pretty loyal organization. I, I doubt they'd make those moves. I think Jason Garrett, if he loses another one, I think he's gone. Like They might have to make a move in season if they feel like they're losing the division with this team. Because uh, I, I, mean, I don't know. Jerry Jones said they're not going to fire him till potentially after the season. So uh, if... If the Cowboys don't make the playoff, he's gone for sure. I mean, even, I, I don't see any scenario where he just hangs along. The only case, the only thing is, I, I mean, the Cowboys could lose this week at home, and still control their own destiny. So I think, I mean, if they if they really feel like Jason Garrett's the problem, I think they make the move if they lose this week. Um, I got I got an interesting one here. I don't think it's getting talked about enough yet, but the way they're kind of finishing the season is really concerning. 
How about Doug Marone in Jacksonville? Yeah. They are yeah. really limping to the finish line here, and they've looked bad. Uh, they got their ass kicked last week against a okay Chargers team on the road. So, um, yeah, things aren't looking good there. I think if they continue to look this bad um, into the final stretch of the season, there's already been kind of issues within that locker room, too. Um, yeah, I could see Doug Marone being a, a casualty here at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, next follow-up, guys. Um, any QB changes on the horizon that you, you'd like to see before we uh, head into the postseason? I want to see Geno Smith Ooh, with okay. the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at this point, I don't know what they have to gain to send Phillip Rivers out there. He cannot move in the pocket. Um, I mean, he's still pretty young. Um, I, th- I think it, it's worth a shot. I uh, kind of in a similar vein. I want to see RG three. Well, I think I said Geno Smith. I meant Tyrod Taylor. Oh, okay. to, just make sure. I want to see uh, RG three uh, in Baltimore. Just get a game. You know, I, the Ravens are going to lock this up, but I want to see RG three get a full game. Um, see what he can do out there. You know, I not that I wanted Lamar to miss this game, but due to injury, but I, I would have been intrigued if he had to 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 see what RG3 could do in a in a meaningful game for this team. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him get a start. Yeah. Probably, you'd probably get in there this week against yeah, the Jets. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I want to see uh, Evan's uh, love affair from this offense, uh, Will Greer. Oh. I'd love to see him get out there because I don't, I don't think Kyle Allen's been doing too much. No, nah, it's not looking too good lately. Uh, I, I mean, they're, they pretty much got a lost season anyways. They might as well might see, as well what, they have see what they got because I don't think Kyle Allen's the answer. Yeah, he's he's another guy limping to the to the stretch here. All right. Um what about uh some of these injuries that we had? This was a bad week for oh, us. Oh <laughs> well we we always had it always seems to come once every year, usually this late in the season. You have one Sunday that is the bloody Sunday where everybody gets hurt. So let me just uh, list off some of these uh, injuries for you right here. You got Rashad Penny. He got torn ACL out for the season. Darius Geis. He sprained his MCL. He's got shut down. Mike Evans. Hamstring injury. He's done for the season. DJ Chark. Um, ankle injury. He was put in a boot on Monday, but he's looking like he's going to travel and be probable. Monte Parker. The concussion. He's going to be uh, questionable with that protocol uh mark andrews with the knee he might most likely will play thursday um alshon jeffrey out all season with the ankle at mahomes his hand got hurt he's probably gonna play Jameis broke his right thumb he's probably gonna play and lamar jackson his quad he's probably gonna play we're halfway done there calvin ridley and that abdominal injuries out for the season Marvin Jones an angle injury out for the season Paris Campbell broken foot out for the season Jared Cook got in the concussion protocol too. see how he does with that Bilal Powell and Ryan Griffin left for the Jets with ankle injuries not sure those status Javon Wims got a knee sprain says he'll be fine Auden Tate MCL sprain shut down for the season Vance McDonald, another concussion. We'll see how he goes. And Noah Fant, foot. He was carted off, but, you know, no no timeline yet. So that, that was a lot. That is a bloody, bloody Sunday. All right. Wow. Wow, I'm out of breath. I was going to say, catch your breath, Robbie. Damn. Yeah, brutal, brutal. You know, 
a good portion of those guys though have a have a good chance to play on Sunday and you know not all those guys are shut down for the year so quite a bit though yeah, yeah quite, quite a, a bit, bit. Quite especially a bit. for fantasy playoffs I yeah know yeah a lot of those guys are stars Talking guys like uh Parker Devontae Parker for one Jared Cook he had uh two touchdowns before he left uh he had two touchdowns in the first quarter of that game uh, before he left uh, with a concussion. So two targets, yeah. two receptions, yeah. two touchdowns. That's yeah. what you like to see. So uh, yeah, very very interesting to see. We'll we'll have to monitor these guys' status uh, going into the weekend here. But um, all right, why don't we get into our week fourteen recap? And with that, we'll take a look at our locks from this past week. Um, I'll I'll eat crow here to start. Jaguars plus three at home against the Chargers. That was a uh, miscalculation on my part. Um, that that couldn't have been further from the truth. That was just a botched job. So I, I apologize for that one. That was not even close. And uh, we will not be locking up the Jaguars <laughs> at any point in the near future. So, <laughs> uh, Robbie, Packers, Redskins, over 42. So it looked good. And, and then it just didn't happen. Nope. Yeah, Pack, yeah, Packers they... took the final three quarters of that game off, unfortunately. Yep. Both teams just stopped yeah. at halftime. <laughs> uh, Adam, plus nine and a half on the Giants. So thanks for pulling your weight. <laughs> at least one of us can. And you know, Eli, he did he did help me out a little bit. <laughs> you got to lock it. Should have won that game. game. Won the that mo- game. the money line would have helped, but uh, I'll take the the nine and a half win. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with Saquon either. He just I mean he he's he a pretty bad sprain. You know, I maybe he's not going to be the same until next year. Yeah. I'm surprised they're playing them, but yeah, I mean they should just they should shut them down considering they're two and eleven. But they're playing everybody. <laughs> yes, get out there, Ingram. I mean, has he been on the injury report recently? Because maybe that's something where they don't want to because you know they don't want the league looking back at it and being like, hey, why didn't you tell us he was injured? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. All right, uh, guys, I want to get your surprises for uh, week 14. So, Adam, start us off. Who surprised you in a good way last week? Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this team just finds a way to win. Um, saw the touchdown, um, punt return. This this is a team, I mean, they're, they're beating teams that are probably better than them um, just by the style of their play, how well coached they are. Um, they're really uh, essence of a team right now, and, you know, defense and special team are carrying them. Mike Tomlin, uh, candidate for coach of the year, and I was really impressed with uh, what they were able to do in a desert with a very limited offensive crew. Yeah, the Steelers have definitely impressed. They, they were looking like they're done at the beginning of the Several season. Several points and this then, year, yeah. You know, they just keep fighting back. I mean, that says a lot to Mike Tomlin right there, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the Chiefs right here. Um they go into a tough environment in Foxborough. Granted, there may have been some sketchy calls um, going against the Patriots, but they still, you know, they even uh, were were possibly uh, going to miss their uh, equipment and have to forfeit this game in bizarre events. Um, but they were able to take the field and um, be able to pull out a strong victory against this Patriots team in Foxborough. I, I thought they were very impressive. All right, uh, on the bad side here, guys. Um, Adam, who who let you down? Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, they had a very winnable game in Tampa. Um, Jameis was full. Jameis um, started terrible, ended strong when he was, you know, had a broken thumb. Probably helped them. Uh, 
you know, this team has lost three in a row. And, you know, looking back on, I thought this was the playoff team. They had a really good run game, um, you know, really good offensive line. Brissett was looking good. Uh, not really sure what happened to this team. I know Marlon Mack going out really hurt them. Um, but their defense is really not the same as they were at the beginning of the year. And it's uh, it's sort of uh, surprising me because, you know, they had a chance at the playoffs this year and it looks like they're going to miss out. Yeah. Robbie? Yeah, that- I'm looking at another team whose playoff chances are in question. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, granted, they're still on top at a strong 6-7 and right now, but they didn't really show up against the Bears until late in that game. They were just being absolutely um, uh, taking – the Bears were beating them on both sides of the ball, which uh, I don't think I've said yet this year. Um, And – I mean, they eventually got something going in the end, but it was too little, too late. Um, this is uh, very questionable for them. I don't even – the Eagles don't even look good either. And this division just looks yeah. awful. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be fair to Jason Garrett and the Cowboys, I, I don't think, uh, you know, the vaunted 85 Bears defense could have stopped that uh, Bears read option attack with Mitchell Trubisky this last oh, week. No. Just a <laughs> prolific Un- offense performance. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, why don't we get into uh, Fugazi or For Real? Yeah, hey, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazzy, it's a woozy, it's a... F- All right, guys, um, we're talking boom, bust players, and whether or not it's a Fugazi or it's For Real. So, uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off here? Um, who's your boom player? Boom is going to be none other than famous Jameis Winston. He was out of the game at halftime because he broke his thumb. He was throwing the ball on the sideline, let Ryan Griffin throw the rock for a little bit, and um, he got back in and just had a a crazy stat line, 45 passes. He had four touchdowns, three picks, (laughs) 456 yards. Uh, He he didn't have a fumble, actually. I thought he did, too. Um, But... He had a rushing touchdown, too, on top of that. So that was just an absolute crazy stat line. And, you know, even with the broken thumb, it's making me tentative. But I think he could still keep it going for the rest of this year. I mean, this has just been classic Jameis all year. He just he just guns it out. He's able to put up points even though he throws a bunch of picks. And, you know, he, he keeps both teams in the game, which keeps him throwing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that work was done without Mike Evans when after he got out. Um, yeah, all, be, yeah, he he went out pretty Godwin early. And OJ Howard, yeah, a lot of Jameis. Jameis yeah. is uh, like playing Russian roulette. You know, one out of every six is gonna burn you. <laughs> you start off. <laughs> this might be the six. This might, this might be it. This might be it this week. Uh, my boom player is uh, none other than Joe Mixon. Um, I I think this is a for real. Uh, He's underused. I I don't know. The, the talent's clearly there. Um, you know, he's the best player on that offense, and that offense is really trash. I think next year when they had a ton of O-line injuries, I think when they get healthy, um, I think this offense could start rolling under second-year Zach Taylor. Um, and I think Joe Mixon should be the center point of that offense. Uh, he's running the ball real well, looking uh, really fluid out there, and, um, you know, excited to see what he's going to do the rest of the year. Yeah, me too. How how far do you think he falls in fantasy drafts? Because he was take, being taken second round a bit. I I can't imagine him being 
there again this upcoming season just with how his year has gone this year. I mean, what do you think, in like third or fourth? Yeah, maybe early third. Depends on what they do with the quarterback. I don't, if they draft somebody, it might, might make a little bit of difference. That's true, especially if they get more uh, draft some more O-line to help him out a little bit. I mean, yeah, I think they might be chasing some young at first overall pick. <laughs> all right uh guys uh what about on the bad side here who are the bus players <sighs> you're not gonna like this one uh elvin kamara hey hey yeah he's Camario. he's uh just uh been very disappointing this year in general uh this past game was kind of a weird one too 13 rushes for 25 yards is not good that's very atypical of him too um, but I mean, San Francisco was a good team. That that game ended up just being both sides gunning it out. Um, it was just a weird game script overall. And I I, I know uh, Kamara, he's been very disappointing for owners, but he's he's still on the same pace for receptions that he's gotten the past two years. Actually, more receptions. The thing is, the touchdowns have not been there. He's only gotten f- five touches in the red zone. This whole entire year, Taysom that's Hill has four. Um, that's that's basically been it for Kamara. I think he might be better yet next year, um, but I, I don't know if you should trust him for the rest of this year. I wonder if that injury he had earlier in the season is still lingering there a little bit. He just doesn't look the same. This doesn't seem to have He doesn't that, seem as explosive. Burst, yeah. 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 Plus, Lat Murray is doing yeah. really looking yeah, good. Yeah, they haven't yeah. had to lean on him. For sure. Which is good. Yep. Yeah, my bus player is uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, yeah, I, this one's tough because, I mean, if you feed him the ball over 22 times a game, he's going to get you monster numbers. But it seems like with the defense they get, they have, they can't really get in that game script, and uh, he sort of gets phased out. Um, you know, this week he only had 14 carries. But, you know, some lighter opponents coming up, I think you might try to see them – Get back to the heavy run game. I think you might see a bounce back uh, effort from Leonard Fournette here for the last two weeks of the uh, fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, you know they've got a uh, an easier matchup this week, so we'll see if they can bounce back. But uh, yeah, eesh. the Jags in general just have looked real ugly. So, all right, guys. Uh, with that, uh, why don't we get into a little buy or sell here? Uh, I'll start it off. Buy or sell, guys. Mike Vrabel as coach of the year. Oh, that's a good one. Um, man, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, he's done so good as, uh, or so well, especially lately, ever since Tannehill came back. Um, I, I'm just trying to think of who other potential coaches of the year would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking probably both AFC North coaches, mm-hmm. John Harbaugh. Mike Tomlin probably deserved a little bit more yeah. than Vrabel, but Vrabel's had a really solid year, and you know, the guide that team through a QB change like he's done has been really impressive. And th- I think they're they're looking, you know, as good as they're ever they've ever looked under him right now. Yeah, I I think um, when you look at it, you could make an argument for probably four coaches: um, Kyle Shanahan, yep. Vrabel, uh, Tomlin, and uh, Harbaugh for sure. Um, I think just the way the season has played out and, and kind of the love affair with the Ravens right now, I'd probably say Harbaugh is and probably should be the favorite in the clubhouse. But um, I did want to draw a little bit of attention to Vrabel. I think, as Adam touched on, um, 
you know, it's not often you see a team go through a quarterback change midseason and come out on the other side cleaner for it. And uh, that's exactly what they've done. So um, very impressive. Um, you know, a lot of times that can divide a locker room, but uh, good, good round Mike Vrabel for, you know, keeping that team focused through that transition. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so we're sticking on that topic. Uh, my buy or sell is the Titans are the sec- second most dangerous team in the AFC. You guys buying or selling? I'd say they're the second hottest team at the moment. I'm not sure they're the second most dangerous team. I'm going to sell on that. I think you could still say that the Chiefs are more dangerous. Um, Yeah, they haven't really gotten going yet, but you've had Mahomes get uh, hit with a couple injuries this year. Um, I I could see him trying to rest up to make sure he's healthy and then to make a playoff run because um, they were looking at like it last year. Um, obviously, the Ravens, we're, we're talking about them being the most dangerous yeah. team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'd put them at third, but I, I still don't think they're surpassing the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I mean, if I were to power rank the AFC teams right now, I'd probably go Ravens, Chiefs, Titans, to be honest with you. Um I think they've they've shown the most uh, as a as a two way team. Um, AJ Brown has really helped out that offense. Um, He's a truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, he reminds me a lot of Michael Thomas with his physical nature, the way he plays the game. Um, he's gonna be a star. I, I look forward to seeing him uh, more and more. Those Ole Miss wide receivers, man. <laughs> that was a hell of a crew they yeah, had Physicality last year. is still a uh, necessity in the NFL. Yep. Both those guys are very physical. Yep. 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 Yeah, I, I would say that um, – so I'm going to sell them as the second most dangerous team, but uh, I, I like them as the third, though. I think they're right there and, you know, definitely would not want to play them uh, in the playoffs. That They're going to be a tough out. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably rank them ahead of the Chiefs just because – I mean, that's a team that matches up really well against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they would have the advantage if those two teams played. Um, probably not the same if you know the, both those teams went up against the Patriots. But um, I think the Titans are for real. And, uh, you know, they play a style of offense that can get it done late in the year and, and yeah. in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they, make, they better make sure Derrick Henry's uh, healthy going forward because he could be an absolute force in the playoffs. Yeah, that's probably my biggest concern with the Chiefs right now is um – as you mentioned, Adam, I mean, you get in December and January, you got to be able to run the football, and I don't have faith in that team to be able to do that right now with their, you know, hodgepodge group of, of backs in that room. Uh, you know, Andy Reid can't seem to find a guy he likes. I mean, he's he's bringing Spencer Ware back off the street. Uh, you know, he's clearly searching right now. He doesn't like what he's seeing there, so um not not a great sign for them heading in and then you got uh Mahomes being a little bit hobbled I, I don't know maybe maybe you're right Adam you know um it, it, Titans have a very interesting stretch here tough three games with Texans Saints and Texans again um god if they can go two and one out of that yeah I think they can get to the AFC championship game I want to see I want to see them come out of this stretch and win two out of three. This is a big test for them. But if they can, then I'll, I'll believe in them. their chances to get to the AFC Championship. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. I'm going to bring it to the little lighter side. So um, I saw something the other day. It was um, – I, I thought it was crazy. Ever since that whole cat walk running across the field on Met, MetLife um, in week nine, um, all four cat teams – so we're talking – 
Panthers, we're talking the Lions, we're talking the Jaguars, and we're talking the Bengals. Those teams combined are 1-19, in and the only win was from the Bengals of all of them. <laughs> so will this cat curse continue? <laughs> well, the Panthers have, have just thrown in the towel, so you can cross them off. Um, oh, boy. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. Bengals, I mean, they got the Pats this week. Uh, I don't expect them to pull that one out. Lions? Maybe. Maybe. Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the other cat team? Jaguars. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're done. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> Man, go buy cats. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't see a light at the end of that tunnel for the cat we teams. Need, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've used up their nine lives there. <laughs> yeah, we just need uh, Pat Fitzgerald and go cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robbie, I think you might be out of something yeah, yeah. here. All right, that'll do it for buy or sell, guys. Um, before we get into week 15, why don't we get to our Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. Right you can't see me, can't even visualize. Robbie, you're vibing over there. Why don't you handle this segment? Oh, and we're, we're talking about a guy who I've, been believing in for this uh, second half of the season Darius Slayton um, nobody had any idea if he had any sort of uh, um, any sort of uh, connection there with uh, Eli Manning but he came out had two big bombs to him um, a couple touchdowns he had a big game on Monday night under the lights in the wet rain um, he was I didn't see that one coming yeah yeah, I mean, you can always count on uh, the Philadelphia Eagles to have a defensive breakdown. <laughs> yeah, he had a big game. Uh, you know, not the first time he's done it yet this year either. So, um, I don't think they, they might have something with him. Yeah, it is the season. Santa Slayton. Santa Slayton. Santa, Santa Slayton. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, uh, before we get to week 15, let's hear from our sponsor real quick. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Nathan's Neon Car Signs. Ever try to pick up your kids from soccer practice and they go to one of the other 20 tan town and countries instead of yours? Ever had, have you ever tried to pick up that one belligerent friend from the bar only for him to go into somebody else's gray civic? Well, worry no more, since Nathan's neon car signs attach easily to the top of any car. Anyone can see you coming from a mile away. You can quickly program it to say either your name your friend's name, your social security number, whatever. So whoever you're picking up can easily know it's you. Call now and get this essential sign for five easy payments of $19.95 each. It's an absolute steal that you can't get anywhere else. It's absolutely perfect for the holidays coming up. So call and get your own Nathan Neon Car Sign today. All right. Thank you, Nathan, for your Neon Car Signs. All right, guys, uh, week 15, here we go. Thursday night matchup. It is the New York Jets heading to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Vegas thinks it's a blowout, guys, and I have to agree with them. 14.5-point favorites are the Ravens at home. The over-under is 44.5. Yeah, I'll take this one to start, guys. Um, As long as Lamar Jackson's going to play, I, I can't see uh, the uh, Jets being able to move the ball well at all, uh, you know, against this tough Dolphin or I'm scared, excuse me, against this tough Ravens secondary. 
Uh, I'm thinking there's going to be a defensive touchdown in this one. Uh, maybe our boy uh, Tyus Bowser can get in on the act. You never know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, Ravens should be able to dominate this game. They've dominated and covered large spreads against far better teams than the Jets, so I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, I'm expecting uh, Sam Darnold to see some ghosts again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this game, I hope, <laughs> fantasy-wise, you're only really rolling out Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Baltimore defense. Like I would not touch Robbie Anderson as hot as he been. Love Bell? Uh, you know, the he f- might be bowling that night. <laughs> the flu game, if so facto, <laughs> strike and spare. <laughs> he got a 251, he said. Though. Oh, so, oh that doesn't seem that's like That's the he, flu game. That, I don't know that you're under the weather if you're bowling 251. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I really like the, the Ravens, the 14 and a half. I don't feel comfortable with it, especially a Thursday. It's a short week, typical lower scoring than usual, but I, I still like the Ravens here at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you guys. I think they have no problem with the Jets. Uh, yeah, the line 14 and a half. I don't know if you feel a little uncomfortable, maybe buy that down to 13 and a half. Um, I don't really see them losing by or winning by anything less than two touchdowns, though. So, yeah, give me the Ravens. One interesting thing to note here, uh, guys physical running teams tend to do well on Thursday night because the defense doesn't have a chance to heal up. They're still a little hesitant because they got the bumps and bruises from the, you know, the short week. I think you can see the Jets really struggle with that against the Ravens team that again is just going to pound the rock over and over and over again on them. So, I, I think that's going to, you know, be a big factor in why the Ravens should dominate this game. All right, guys, game 2, the uh videographers themselves uh the new england patriots head to cincinnati to take on the Bengals. the Bengals are nine point dogs at home and the over under in this one is 40 and a half adam what say you oh i love the pats this week um you know they're gonna be they're gonna be extra motivated sometimes i think they you know create these storylines just to get themselves motivated when they need to uh yeah i show i think this week they show up in a big way and uh blow out a bad Bengals team yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think this Patriots team is going to be pissed off about some of the calls that were made against this Chiefs the, this past Sunday. I think they're going to be absolutely fired up against a still bad team, even though they're kind of been playing better. Um, you know, I I think the Bengals can still put up some points. So this forty and a half. You know, I'd like the Patriots to put up a lot of points here. Um, I like it over here. This one's going to be my lock. But it's a lock. No. Early lock this week. Yeah, guys, I agree with you. I, I think you said it all already, so I'll keep it short. Um, you know, this is a bounce-back game for the Patriots. I think that locker room's upset after losing at home for the first time in, what, like two years? Uh, they're they're going to bounce back in, a, in the right way. Bill Belichick is still a hell of a coach. That team is well coached, and and they'll bounce back. And they know the signals. Yep, and they know the signals. That's right. Are you are you rolling out Joe Mixon this week? Yes. Okay. Just checking. All right. Uh, Game three. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, The Lions are three and a half point dogs at home here. The over under is forty seven and a half. Uh, I'm on the Bucks here, guys. Um, you know the the Lions. have just not I mean they're they're fighting hard uh down quarterbacks but ultimately I just I don't see them uh being able to keep up with the Bucks in this one you get that team on a fast track uh you know they can be explosive um 
I expect the Bucks to just you know kind of be able to outscore the Lions in this one. Should be a pretty high scoring game though. I uh, wouldn't be surprised at the over at forty seven and a half hit. Yeah, I wouldn't really be surprised either. Um, one thing I was trying to look at this week um, with Mike Evans being out, like who is Brashard Perryman going to step up? Um, is uh, Justin Watson going to be able to step up? Who's going to be the guy getting the targets um, to make up for? Because, you know, Jameis is throwing for an unreal amount of yards this year. Somebody's got to benefit, right? Um, I, I think my main takeaway was just seeing as how often Godwin was in the slot this past game. After Evans was gone, um, I think he's going to absolutely feast this week against a Lions team who's been awful against the slot. I think you're going to see an absolutely huge game from him. As far as Perryman and Watson, I, you know, I think it's a toss-up this week. I, I don't trust playing any of them. Um, I know I saw something that Perryman, um, there was a stat that since the start of 2016, out of 100. 38 players that have had at least 160 targets. Um, he has the absolute worst catch rate of all of them. But he's been getting better lately. Um, these past four games, he's had a 66% catch rate. And if you look at him on the year, his well, his uh, catch rate is a low 44.2%, right? But he gets all those deep balls from Jameis that only 53.5% are catchable, which would make his true catch rate 82.6% and number 41 in the league. So he's not as bad as you think if you're worried about that. Um, If I was going to pick one, I'd say probably Perryman here, even though uh, Watson got eight targets this past game. But um, either way, when I'm looking at this game, I think the Buccaneers are going to throw a lot on this Lions team. They're going to rack up the score. I, I think I agree with you on the over there. Um, but I'll take the Buccaneers here. I, I'm worried about – I don't feel great. I'm worried about Jameis' uh, broken thumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about starting either of those two uh, wide no, odds in, fan- in a fantasy playoff no, matchup. That's, that's a sit and see. Kind of <laughs> stash one to see what happens. Yeah. Um, as far as this game goes, I am a little worried about – I'm going to take the Bucks, but I'm definitely not going to put any money on it. Um, I think this could be a trap game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions at home have been pretty decent this year. Uh, played really everybody close. And, you know, Jameis, like we mentioned before, he's sort of a loose cannon. So, you know, one out of one out of every four or five games, you, you'll see him just absolutely not look like an NFL quarterback. Um, he's had a pretty good role of it, um, you know, lately. I think with maybe the, the, the broken thumb, you might see a little bit of regression this week. So uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. Minus three and a half on the road, but I will not bet this game. I do not feel comfortable. Guys, I have an interesting take here, and I feel pretty strongly about it. Um, Robbie, one of the things I think you missed um, in your kind of touching on um, Mike Evans being out is I think we could see an increased utilization of the run game for the Bucks this week, um, especially given Detroit is not the strongest uh, against the run. And, um, you know, with Jameis's thumb too, they might be trying to uh, dial back his attempts uh, this week. I actually think you can start Ronald Jones this week in fantasy matchups. Okay, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like I, that. I, I, uh, I like that. I am currently faced with a situation where I am in the fantasy playoffs, and I have uh, guys like Robert Woods, uh, Devontae Parker. Adam Thielen and Ronald Jones um, vying for a uh, start in the slot. 
And I currently am ranking those Parker one, but I don't know that he's going to play. Um, and then I'd, I'd rank Rojo two. Um, and I think I'm going to stick with that. Um, but that just goes to show that I, I feel pretty strongly about this. And I, and I think, you know, he's going to have a pretty good game and I think he's got a good chance to find the end zone. All right, guys, uh, game four here. It is the beloved bears, uh, heading up to the frozen tundra in Lambeau field to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are four point favorites at home and the over under is 40 and a half. Robbie, what do you have? Yeah, this is, uh, the, this is a game the Bears need to win right here. This is uh, Packers. This past game, they looked a little off. We kind of mentioned it a little earlier. After that first quarter, they just kind of stopped and didn't look good at all. Uh, Bears are going to need to come up firing the way they did against the Cowboys in order to stay competitive. Um, I, I, these late game, these late year games between the Bears and Packers, um, you know, they they could be pretty close. Four points is a lot. In my opinion, I don't feel great about it, but I'm leaning the Bears here uh, just because they are they need a win and a lot of other things to go right um, in order to even have a chance at playoffs. So I, I'm going to regrettably side with the Bears. I guess my concern there, guys, is, um, I mean, I think last quality road win for the Bears, and I'm not counting the Thanksgiving Day Detroit, because I think that's a pretty weak team with uh, David Blau at quarterback. But, um, I mean, the last real quality road win for the Bears, I think you're probably going back to Week 17 last year against the Vikings uh, when they played a desperate Vikings team and they and they took it to them. Um, I don't know. I just I don't really have the faith that they're going to go into Lambeau and, and be able to uh, you know put out a too impressive performance. But, um, you know, it... it these division games tend to be close and you know Akeem Hicks uh I believe will be back for this game so that's a big get for them uh and you know we'll see if he's still hobbled at all but if he's 100% good to go he could be a game changer uh ultimately I'm gonna go with the Packers but um you know I wouldn't be surprised I'm gonna lay off this game because it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears came out here uh you know desperate team with a strong effort as uh, great Giorgio Michela once said, uh, you got to have faith. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do have uh, faith in this Bears team. Uh, I think they proved a lot last week. And, you know, when you look at this Packers team, um, you know, their only quality win in the last four games they've had is against the Giants. And, you know, Danny Danny Drops uh, isn't exactly a world beater out there. So uh, I, I like the Bears money line here. Uh, I think they go into the Lambeau. Um, I think they got the defense to stop this offense. You saw it, you know, week one, way, we go way back. Uh, I think the Bears can put up more than three points this time. I know Lambeau is a, uh, you know, you know, tough place to play. But honestly, I think this Bears team learned a lot last week, and I think they're going to play like they got nothing to lose again. And I think they, uh, you know, they don't lose. I think they win this game, and uh, I feel pretty comfortable about that. They are sneakily getting better as the season goes on. I mean, it was after that Rams game where we buried them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> time, time, to, time to grab the shovels. And ever since, they're back from the dead. Oh, boy. All right, uh, guys, next up here, big divisional clash. Probably the uh, game of the weekend for me. It is the Houston Texans heading to Tennessee um, to take on the Titans in Nashville. 
And the uh, Titans are actually two and a half point favorites in this one. That shows uh, you know the confidence that they're uh, building up in Vegas. Uh, over under in this one uh, is the highest of the week at 50, uh, which is uh, pretty crazy to think about for a Titans team with a pretty staunt defense. Um, guys, I'm on the Titans here, and I feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, this is this is a good team. Uh, ever since Tannehill got in there, they've been playing with uh, some of the best teams in the NFL. They beat the Chiefs on this very same field. And I think the Chiefs are a better team than the Texans at this point. Um, yeah, I, I think you can go Titans all the way. There's one other uh, outcome this week that I feel strongly about. So this wasn't my lock. But if I had a secondary lock, it would be Titans-Texans under 50. I think that line is crazy high for what is to be a pivotal uh, division game. And you know, most of the time when you get those, they're pretty low scoring. I was actually just thinking about this right now. I was looking at that 50 number. I'm like, is that real? Um, I I could see it being more defensive here. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you about the Titans. They're just too hot right now. This this line implies that um, Texans are slightly better team than the Titans, which I absolutely do not believe. I think the Titans are just too much on a roll right now. I think their their defense is playing great. Their offense is clicking under Tannehill. Um, I, I think they're very solid and I, I like them two and a half. Um, I know these divisional games, anything can happen, especially when you got something on the line, like both these teams do, but I, I do like the Titans here. Yeah. I think this one's a pretty easy call. Um, you know, I think you look at the biggest strengths out of both these teams, it's the Titans run game and Texans defensive line is one of their biggest weaknesses with all the injuries they've had. I don't see at home. I don't see a problem with their. I don't see Titans having much of a problem at all running all over this team, um, which makes me a little bit worried about the under because you know they get up to a big lead and Deshaun Watson's going to do his thing. Um, you might see you know backdoor overhit, but um, yeah, I mean I feel very comfortable about Titans minus two and a half. Yep. All right, guys. Um, up next, it is the Denver Broncos heading to the Kansas City Chiefs. Broncos have been quietly. Uh, Improving throughout the season, uh, seem to be starting to click under Vic Fangio, and they've been a tough out for teams lately. Just took it to this very Texas team we just got done talking about. Um, the Chiefs are nine-point favorites at home, and the over/under in this one is forty-six. Um, guys, I like the Broncos here uh, again. You know, tough divisional opponent. Uh, Chiefs just seem to be a little bit off offensively right now. They're not. Uh, clicking at the same rate we saw earlier this season or uh, last season. Um, you know, combine that with a Broncos team that has been playing some motivated football. And uh, I just think nine and a half is a little bit too much uh, for them to cover. Uh, so I, I like the Broncos here. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're on the Broncos. I, I was coming in expecting maybe I'd have to convince you to get on the Drew Locke hype train right here. Um <laughs> oh yeah i mean he's he's been the clean slinger he he was in college and um he's showing he's been playing pretty well this broncos defense has been slowly getting better through the season which i would expect under a new head coach they wouldn't come out um graded take them some time to get better this line started at chiefs minus 11 and it's gone down two points then i once i saw it 
Broncos plus 11. I had to jump all over this. I really think the Broncos are going to do a good job of keeping it close, in, even though it's in Arrowhead. I, I think they're going to give Chiefs a fight right here. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything you guys are saying. You guys are making good points, but I think at some point this, this run for the Broncos ends. I, I, I mean, I, Corlin Sutton's playing like a monster. If they can find a way to shut down him, uh, limit the run game. I know they, the Chiefs are a little banged up. I think D4 got hurt. Um, but I, I, I'm taking the Chiefs here at home. I think, you know, just Mahomes, that offense, I think they have – a little bit too much firepower for a banged-up Bronco secondary uh, to handle. I know they've played really good football, but, you know, this is a must-win game for the Chiefs. Um, they're at home. You know, maybe maybe they get a little bit more tape on Drew Locke and he comes back to earth, which, I mean, is eventually going to happen. Uh, give me the Chiefs here, minus nine. I don't know. They were saying that about Tannehill once he was starting off getting the Titans rolling, and they had a good defense. And then they just needed a quarterback change to get them rolling, and you know they haven't stopped yet. It sounds a lot like Kyle Allen too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that that defense maybe isn't as good. Just one counterpoint, Adam, to what you said. Um, I know I know Cortland Sutton's been a big part of what this team's done, but you know he was largely held in check last week. I think he only had thirty-four yards receiving. Um, did not have a big day, yet that Denver offense was able to jump all over the Texans. So, um, you know, in my review of that game, all three running backs were were heavily involved. Even Devontae Booker uh, in the passing game was getting, you know, a lot of good looks out there. Um, you know, it seems that they might have found a groove with being able to kind of lean on that three-headed monster of a backfield and, and rotate these guys in and out. Philip Lindsay's looked real strong, too, so... I don't know. I just think this team's clicking at the right time, and uh, you know um, they're going to be a tough out for anybody right now. So yeah, I just think nine and a half is a bit too much. But um, with that, we'll we'll move on to our next game here. It is the Miami Dolphins heading to uh, MetLife uh, to take on the Fighting Kittens. I mean the New York Giants. Um, Giants are three and a half point favorites at home, and the over under in this one is forty six. Um, Robbie, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I believe we're going to see Eli Manning again um, for the second straight game. Uh, I haven't heard. I, I let me double check. Dan, Danny Dimes. He it was supposed to be a couple weekends. He's out right? for the year. Oh, he's actually out for the year. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think Eli he's going to be looking to have a good game against a team that he could beat up on. Um, he's got all his well. All his weapons are going to most likely be healthy. Evan Ingram started practicing again. I mean, maybe he won't see the field. We've been hearing this for, what, the last four or five weeks about Evan Ingram coming back, but I, I would like to think he's going to be coming back. Um, this Giants team, I they started off hot on Monday night. Uh, they just couldn't finish the job. But I think Eli's going to be able to have a good second game. He's going to be able to settle down. Um, Three and a half points. Uh, I like the Giants here. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I mean, they should have won that game on Monday night in that downpour. Uh, Eli looked pretty, pretty solid, like I thought he would. And, you know, he's a professional. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, with all the weapons back, hopefully Evan Ingram. Um, I think they get it done here at home against the Dolphins. Uh, you know, the Fitz Magic. You know, he always had that chance. He he just goes off and goes out and wins a game, but. Um, I think there's a lot better chance than Giants uh, covering this 
against a pretty bad Dolphins team. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, you know, I think you hit on a lot of good things. And, you know, if, if Saquon's going to go off one time here before this end, the end of the season and, and just win a game by himself, it, it's this one. Um, you know, I know his usage has been a little bit down lately. I think they're trying to take it easy uh, on that uh, strained uh, leg. But, um, yeah, I just think the Giants should be able to win this game against a pretty weak uh, Dolphins defense. And I think, you know, being at home tips them over the edge. So I'm going Giants here. All right, guys, next up, it is an NFC East matchup. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Washington, D.C. to take on the Redskins. Uh, Redskins are actually four-point dogs in this one, uh, probably a little bit lower than what you would think. And the over-under is uh, 40, so very low. Um, guys, uh, interested to get your thoughts here. I'll, I'll start. I'm actually the only one on the Eagles here, which surprises me a little bit. Um, I also, I just kind of think this comes down to, um, you know, you got one team le- with anything left to play for. Um, you know, Redskins, uh, you know, they, they managed to keep that game close last week in Green Bay, but Packers really slept walk through the latter half of that game. Um, Eagles are fighting for their lives. I know they didn't look good against the Giants, but, um, you know, four points isn't that much. Uh, I just got to. I have a think I have a feeling that this Eagles team is is better than what they've shown. Their their roster certainly says so. I know they are uh, really hurting at the receiver position right now, but um, I just think they should be able to cover four here against a pretty weak Redskins team. Yeah, I, I disagree with you here. I, I mean, you look at the Redskins the last three weeks; they, they won two of them, and they played the Packers really well at Lambeau. So they're they're definitely not walking into this year, you know, caked out. Uh, they're going to give the Eagles a fight, and especially at home. To be honest, these are, these are just two bad teams. Um, give me the the home team that's a four point favorite or four point with the four points every time. Uh, I love the Redskins plus four at home. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with the same. Same, I I think they're just because they're the Redskins got the opportunity to be able to knock the Eagles out of the playoffs. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to. They don't easily bend over for them, but. Yeah, four points. Uh, this Eagles team is I I just haven't believed in them at all this year, and they keep getting hurt. Um, I mean I know the Redskins are have no clean bill of health themselves, but never. Yeah, this I don't trust this Eagles team. I lo- I like the Redskins here. All right, uh, next up, guys, it is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are six point dogs at home, and the over under is forty eight. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? I like the Seahawks here. Um, you know, last week had a disappointing loss. Um, I think they bounced back in a big way here against a Panthers team that, you know, unlike the Redskins, this team, this team sort of is checked out. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, unless, unless Christian McCaffrey just absolutely goes off, um, yeah, I don't see really any way that the Seahawks team uh, or this Panthers team could keep up with the Seahawks. Yeah, I like the Seahawks too. Um, I just they've they've the Seahawks are always in close games. Uh, six points might be a lot for them. I I don't know if I feel great about them. I I think they should be able to beat the Panthers by at least six points, but something tells me that they might not necessarily do that. Uh, they might be looking at this game as just a cakewalk and just 
especially having Rashad Penny go down, you know, you, you got to be able to just maybe have it a little easier of a game. I don't know, but I like I still like the Seahawks to cover, but I, had, I don't feel great about it to bet on it. Yeah, I, I tend to line up with a lot of what Adam just said. Panthers have been checked out um, for quite a while now. Losing the head coach, I think, was just the the icing on the cake there. Um, yeah, this is a team that has actually been blown out. I want to say five of their last seven games. Quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's been a rough stretch for them. I was actually uh, a bit surprised, and um, when I did a little bit more digging into it, I guess I wasn't as surprised um, as I was initially that Ron Rivera was fired. Um, yeah, I, I think the Seahawks have a chance to really uh, blow the doors off them in this one. Um, I, I think six is, uh, you know, they should be able to handle that. So I'll go Seahawks. All right, guys. Uh, next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Raiders are six and a half point favorites at home. Over under is 45 and a half. Uh, Robbie, what do you have? Yeah, this is a little different for me um, in that I feel very good about the Raiders being able to take the Jaguars by a field goal because they're still, they still got something to fight for. And this Jaguars team just seems like they've died for the last couple of weeks. They, that defense has said it before. It's just obliterated right now. They're not doing a whole lot. And this Raiders team, yeah, they've had a bad couple game stretch. But uh, the, I see them at home being able to just take advantage. I, I know Josh Jacobs is MRI, came back. It should be a clean bill of health. Um, I think he's still a little questionable. It might be DeAndre uh, Washington, but even still, this Raiders team, I think, should is going to find a way to take advantage of this just pathetic Jags team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Robbie. Um, you know, I think even doesn't matter who's starting at running back. I just think they'll be able to impose their will uh, with the offensive line in this one and manhandle this Jags team. Um, you know, another one, as we said, just limping towards the finish line here. Raiders, you know, have really been struggling lately, but uh, I think this is a get-right game for them, um, you know, and they'll bounce back in a big way. Yeah, I'm uh, doing a mid-podcast switch here. Going Jaguars. <laughs> um, six and a half is a lot for a team. Let me read off the last three scores for the Raiders. Uh, lost thir- 34 to three, lost 40 to nine, and then lost 42 to 21 at home. Um, that's even worse than the Jags the last three weeks. Uh, so to see them as a, you know six and a half point favorites, I know their record is seven, six and seven. They're playing like a you know like a two and two and ten team right now. They they're not playing good at all. Um, so I mean having a lot of faith on betting them to cover almost a touchdown. Um, you know, it's making me second guess. Uh, I originally had the Raiders, but uh, too many points. I'm going to go Jags here. All right. Uh, next game up, guys, it is the Cleveland Browns heading to the Big Toaster to take on the Cardinals in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And the uh, Card- or, um, excuse me, the Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home, and the over-under here is 48. Uh, I'm on the Browns in this one. Um, Cardinals have just not look great and in particular Kyler Murray's looked a little bit rough the last few weeks um you know they just kind of seem to be searching for an identity on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball I mean just the overall talent level of that 
uh, unit just isn't where it needs to be. Uh, one of the weaker talented um, units in the NFL. Um, Browns, you know, I know they're less than uh, impeccable by any means, but uh, I expect them to be able to dominate. Um, Nick Chubb should have a very good game. Um, and uh, I expect, you know, the combination of uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to give the Cardinals fits. Uh, I like the Browns here. Yeah, I'm sort of with you here. Um, I, I I think I'd like them to cover this more than not. I I don't have a great feel for this game. I I know the Browns, uh, that once they started out leaning on Chubb against the Bengals, they started to really get it going, but... Um, I believe the Bengals won the turnover battle in this game, if I wasn't mistaken, and uh, even had more yards than they did um, in a bizarre way. But, um, I, yeah, this I, I have questions about this Browns team. Uh, I think the Cardinals could bounce back and pull it off at home, but I'd like to believe that the Browns are going to be able to win by at least a field goal here. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel great about this game. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't feel great about this either, but when I you know I look at the Cardinals last you know six games, Saints, 49ers, Bucks, 49ers, Rams, Steelers, those are all pretty good teams. Um, aside for the Bucks, maybe, but yeah, but the Bucks have been hot too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they lost all six of those games. Um, you know, they probably could have won two or three of those games, and those the 49ers games both were toss ups. Uh, I think they're a little bit better than their three nine and one record shows, and. And like I sort of agree with Robbie. I, I do have some reservations about this Browns team. Give me the uh, home team, the home dogs. Uh, I think you know, maybe the cross country travel might, uh, you know, might mess up Baker a little bit. And uh, you know, looking for a Cardinals uh, outright win here. Alrighty. Uh, next up, guys, we have the Minnesota Vikings heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers are two and a half point dogs at home. And the over-under here is 44.5. Guys, this is probably the line that surprised me the most. I know the Chargers have played much better of late, but um, I just think this is a Vikings team with a a ton to play for. Uh, Looking to bounce back from a tough loss against the Seahawks when really the Vikings played well. Um, You know, they played with a very good Seahawks team. Um, I think they're getting a step down in competition here with the Chargers, and that crowd is going to be 80% Vikings fans out in L.A., and I think that might make the difference for them. Um, I like Vikings' money line here, and I think, you know, when you factor in... uh, I'm sorry. I like the Vikings to cover the 2.5 here, um, and I think you can lock that up. Um, They should handle this one easily. But it's a lock! No! I just expect them to be able to impose their will with Delvin Cook and Madison on the ground. Um, in this defense, I believe, should be able to handle uh, the rushing attack of Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. They're one of the better units against the run. And I think the more you can make Phillip Rivers uh, hold onto the ball and pass, the ultimately the better off you're going to do against them. They should be able to get pressure. If they can get up on this team at all, you know, Phillip Rivers is going to be running for his life against that front four of the Vikings. Um I think this one could be could get ugly quick with the Vikings jumping out on the Chargers. Yeah, I don't know about that. We we saw earlier in the year we kind of were thinking the same thing about the Packers coming into town against the Chargers, and they just laid a whooping on them. And this Chargers defense is a lot better ever since Dirt, when James came back. They're a little, they're definitely more solidified. Um, 
I think this Chargers team, uh, they could be able to make it happen. Um, they've been playing a little bit better in general. Uh, I know they're not a great team at all, but uh, this Vikings, I don't know. I, li- I like the Chargers here. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with Robbie here. Uh, Derwin James coming back has really made a huge difference on the entire team. Um, you know, they've been playing pretty well pretty well of late, and it doesn't seem like a lot of a lot of defenses and a lot of linebackers can cover Austin Eckler out in the flat alone. Um, he's making everybody miss. Uh, the combination of him and Gordon, you, you're starting to see them really lean on the run game, um, which is something they really didn't do at the beginning of the year, and I think it cost them a little bit, um, putting too much on Phillip Rivers. But I think if there's a quarterback out there that's looking to you know, ruin another quarterback like Kirk Cousins this year, knock him out, try to knock him out of the playoffs, it's Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, they might not have a lot to play for, but I don't think that's ever mattered for him. And, uh, I think, I think he could see a, uh, you know, inspired effort from the chargers and maybe even an outright win, but, uh, you know, give me the, give me the two and a half points here with the chargers. Well, for the beloved bears sake, I hope you guys are right. Uh, you know, they're trailing the Vikings here by a couple games, uh, gunning for that last wild card spot. So, um, you know, we'll see. I think it, uh, you know. It, it, it'll be an interesting matchup. I'm interested to see what the makeup of that crowd is because I, I think it'll be extremely heavy Vikings. But um, Skull. Yeah. Skull, that is right. They travel well. They do. Um, all right, guys, next up, it is the Los Angeles Rams heading to the Jerry World, take on the Cowboys in Dallas. The over-under here is 49, and the Cowboys are actually one-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Uh, guys, I'm actually on the Rams here. Uh, Rams are hot right now. Uh, they've dismantled a few teams of late and really have dominated on both sides of the ball. Um, and they come up against a struggling Cowboys team with their, essentially their back against the wall at this point. Um, I don't know. The more I watch the Cowboys, it it just feels like they got their eyes set on that matchup with Philly to end the year because they know that's, that's their game of the year. Um, if they win that game, they're essentially getting a home playoff game, which is a travesty in its own right. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I just think right now I'm going to take the hot team. Uh, one and a half isn't very much. Uh, and you know, the, the Rams seem to have found something with, uh, kind of a transition to more of a power, uh, run scheme. And they've stopped, uh, leaning so much on the, uh, Jared Goff spread offense. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, they've started to they they saved Gurley most of the year just for this late season push, and they're starting to use him like they have in previous years um, before this whole arthritis thing came up. And they've been looking better. This is a team on the come up. Um, Cowboys are kind of a team on the come down. I'm gonna have to go with the team that's hotter right now in the Rams. Um, I, I think they could absolutely win this game. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I. My mind's telling me to take the Rams here, but uh, something's telling me that the Cowboys, you know, in really a, <laughs> a desperate scenario, uh, you know, you've seen it the last couple of years, they somehow find a way to right the ship right at the end, get ready ready to go for the playoffs. I got a feeling this happens here at home. Um, you know, this team has a lot of talent, and um, Dak hasn't played the best the last couple of weeks. Um I think I think he gets right. I think the old team gets right, and uh, – you know, give me the Cowboys here. I know the Rams have been hot. Um, Jared Goff's always in for a uh, game or two here and there where he just doesn't doesn't move the ball. And I think they're going to have to lean on Todd Gurley. Um, 
you know, I think it's going to be a battle who can run the ball better. And uh, I think the Cowboys can run it a little bit better at home. And uh, so, yeah, give me the Cowboys. All right. Uh, next game up, guys, it is the Atlanta Falcons taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, heading out to Santa Clara for this one. 49ers are 10.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 47.5. Um, I'm on the Falcons here. I just think you know the Niners uh, really coming off against a huge game for them against the Saints. And uh, I just think they're in for a little bit of a letdown. I don't think they'll lose the game, but 10.5 is a lot. I think the Falcons you know, might jump on them early, uh, catch them off guard, um, and, and it could be the difference in, in 49ers being able to cover. So uh, Falcons have looked a lot better the last month or so too. So I'll take the Falcons here. I think 10.5 is a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you here. This is a lot of points, especially for a Niners team. Um, whose defense just got really beat up. Um, D. Ford, D. J. Jones, uh, Richard Sherman, um, all, all those guys, a lot more guys too even, that that got banged up, and there's a good chance that they're going to be missing. Um, I think this is going to play into favor of the Falcons. Um, I could, I really like this, this as a backdoor cover because the Falcons this year – um, if they're down, the one thing you could count on is them firing back late in the game. And I know they're without Ridley, but they're going to have um, Austin Hooper fully healthy. I think he's going to take some of those targets back to to him. And, um, yeah, I like the backdoor cover of the Falcons. I think this game with both these defenses, I think it could be over 47.5 here. I, I, I like the over. I like the Falcons. Yeah, these are two teams that, I've just had a terrible time trying to pick the entire year. I, I feel like I've been wrong with either both these teams every game. Uh, so I got to pick one. Uh, I just got to go. I'm going 49ers. Um, definitely can see a backdoor cover scenario with the Falcons. They've done it before. But yeah, I just think I think the loss of Calvin Ridley really hurts the Falcons because then you can have the teams focus a little bit more on Julio. Um, and I think the 49ers defense is just a little. I know they. You know, they got boat raced last week, but that's sort of out of the, the norm. Uh, I think defense gets right here, and I think the 49ers end up covering. Don't feel great about it. All righty. Uh, next game up, guys, Sunday night football. The Buffalo Bills head to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are two-point favorites at home, and the over-under, by far the lowest of the week, is 36. Um, guys, we're all in the Bills. And uh, you both like a money line. So, Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, walk us through why you're so confident in the Bills this week. Um, You know, I just think that they're the better team. And, you know, these are two similar teams, Steelers and Bills, similar styles of play, um, really get it done with the defense and conservative play. Um, I think they got a chance to win this game if, uh, you know, Josh Allen can limit the turnovers. I think that's going to be the difference of this game if he can keep the ball clean. Um, you know, maintain possession. I think the Bills win here in Pittsburgh. And if not, you know, they get a couple picks, a couple, you know, fumbles. I think I think the Steelers won. But uh, I'm put my faith in Josh Allen. He's been looking pretty good of late, and uh, I think the Bills can get it done here. Yeah, I I, I like the Bills too to win this one. Um, the Steelers, yeah, Duck Hodges has given them a little bit more of a boost on offense, but 
I still think the Bills' offense is better than the Steelers' offense. I still think the Bills' defense is better than the Steelers' defense. Bills' defense has been playing better. They've been growing these last couple weeks. I think they've been playing a lot better than they were earlier in the season. Um, I think the Bills are going to be able to steal one away from the Steelers here um, on this big Monday or big Sunday night game. Yeah, I like the Bills here, uh, plus two. Um, if it were me, though, again, I, I agree with Vegas, uh, and I think they did a good job of setting that over-under low at 36. Um, I, I think ultimately what I'll wind up doing in this game is I'm going to buy the Bills up to plus four because um, I just can't see the Steelers beating them um, by any more than that. It's just going to be too tight of a game and too low scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got a chance to lose on like a 17-10 or something like that, but you know, I just really like your chances there. Uh, you cover yourself in the event that um, you know the the Steelers win by a field goal. I just think you know this is going to be one of those classic like 16-13, 17-14 type games. Uh, neither team's getting the 20 points in this one. So I'll buy the points a little bit um, and, and cover yourself a little bit in what should be a slow, uh, very tight game. All right, guys. Um, final game here, Monday Night Football. It is the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who've struggled a bit down the stretch. Uh, they head to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And uh, the Saints are 9.5-point favorites here, and the over-under is 45.5. Uh, we're all in the Saints here. Robbie, why don't you start us off? Yeah, you get a Saints at home. Um, this is a team, yeah, they've locked up the division already. Um, but I've got to think that they they get, came out of that game against the Niners a little salty. I think they're going to be coming in against this Colts team and want to put up points. This Colts team, they've been struggling. I don't. I don't, I don't feel great about them lately. Um, I, I really like the Saints to cover by double digits. Um, I, I think they, they're going to be fired up for this one. Yeah, I mean, last three weeks, uh, the last two weeks, my lock has been the Monday Night Football game, and uh, hit the last two, so nice. we're going to go, we're going to go three for three here. Love the Saints here to cover nine and a half at home. Um, you know, last week was a huge loss for them. I mean, they were, they were really a couple couple plays away from you know having a pretty secure hold on you know home field advantage now they're you know they're going to be fighting for a bye and um i think this team is way better than that i think i think they get it done here um you know they can beat you a number of different ways i just don't see the colts offense keeping up with them um yeah give me the saints all day here but it's a lock no all right uh yeah, I'm on the Saints too. Uh, I just think uh, too explosive of an offense, and uh, they're just top to bottom uh, the more talented team here. And uh, you know, I think they should be able to win this one handily. I'm not worried. I mean, that's a tough place to play for the Colts, uh, and I think I'm starting to get the sense that you know they kind of think their season's over and they're starting to pack it in a little bit. Uh, they just had some tough losses over the last six weeks. Um, they've really buried them. So I'll go Saints here. Saints still have a lot to play for as they try to uh, secure one of those top two seeds and get a bye uh, in the NFC playoff picture. All right, well, that is uh, it for this week's worth of picks. Uh, why don't we get into our consensus parlay here? So uh, last week we actually uh, hit two out of three so we uh, hit two, but then we lost one and then lost the parlay. So we were just down the juice of three bucks. Um, so right now we're uh, 
roughly $30 up on the year. And uh, we are taking the Patriots minus 9, the Giants minus 3.5, and, and the Seahawks minus 6. So uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty solid play. We're feeling good about it. Uh, you got some home teams, and then uh, obviously you get a Patriots team uh, with a, uh, a juicy matchup against the Bengals. So, um, you know, they should look to take advantage of that. So I feel good about those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel really good. good. All right, guys. Um, that's going to do it for this week. Um, appreciate you guys checking us out. And uh, as always, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or via our email at the Guys at gmail.com. But for Robbie and Fort Adam, until next week, guys, we'll talk to you later.